of my uh, dance performance, our dance recital. Uh, it's showtime this week for the Susquehanna Dance Academy. And as the mm -hmm. finale goes, I'm still standing. Well, I'm glad you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because it's, it's been, you know, it's been interesting. But, mm -hmm. you know, there's always good in the midst of, of hard stuff, right? So, oh, yeah. so honestly, overall, on balance, I'm doing okay. It's, it, it, I can't believe it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's the 25th it's you know. of uh, June now. That's hard to believe. I know. And uh, I, I do, you know, speaking of good things and good things to focus on, uh, our dear Cheryl down in Hotlanta is telling us she is listening and she might not be commenting because she is helping prepare for her baby brother's wedding reception. Oh, how nice. <laughs> how she nice. Said, she said, number four, ha, ha, ha. The other older brother will have another wedding for himself on August 20th. Number four, ditto, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Me, never made it to number one, but there is still hope. Absolutely, Miss Cheryl. And I hope your baby brother's wedding goes well today. And I'll be thinking of the other brother on the 20th, because that is my wedding anniversary as well. So and, and my I hope you have a great day. My wedding anniversary would have been on Monday. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. June, a June bride. Yes, I was. She was a June bride. I was a barefoot June bride. <laughs> you were a beautiful bride of the... Flower power generation. Or something not quite. in that area. Or something not in that quite. Area. <laughs> you just had you just had that beautiful spirit. I love Thank it, you. Pam. Thank you. yeah. Your wedding pictures, okay, if you guys have ever or never seen Pam's wedding picture, it will it is out there in the in the internet world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. I love that picture of you. It it just captures it's you. It just well, captures your essence. It's awesome. And Ellie is recuperating from a wedding from last night. <laughs> well, I hope you, it sounds like you had a great time there, Ellie, <laughs> if you're recovering. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I mean, extra gold stars for you to be waking up at six in the morning to listen to us after a wedding. So. Isn't that the truth? And wow, Quincy, California. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where that is. I'm going to look that up. That's so cool. I know a lot of people are traveling. Our dear friend Ashley is in Florida yes, at a, a convention. Uh, I know she, I think she flew yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. But. Oh, and you're in a bunk bed, Ellie. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love even more comfortable. We'll try and keep it down so not to, you know, <laughs> not to not to get too wild there. Yeah. Out in Quincy. It is in Plumas County, California. Population's hmm. 1728. Wow. So it Much looks like Plymouth beautiful. Mass and Quincy Mass. Uh, there we go. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's named after uh, John Quincy Adams. It could be. It could I don't know. Be. But very cool. Mm -hmm. Very, very so, cool. 
looks so, beautiful. What is the story with you got with you this week at, at fun or do anything else special this week? Who me? Yep. Um, well, you know, I think I mentioned some of you know my mom mm-hmm. uh, hurt her back. So I've yeah. been in uh, advanced caregiving uh, this week. Um, and hopefully uh, some of the treatments they have given her has helped, which is good. Um, but they are recommending some intensive inpatient uh, physical therapy. So mm-hmm. we're trying to get all that hammered out. And then, of course, I said about the dance show. So that's right. good. And my cousins from Charleston are up um, for a family wedding on the other side, their other side of the family. So I'm excited because we're getting together with them tomorrow. To, and mm-hmm. it'll be great to see um, Gina and Buddy and their kids. So cool. that'll be really good. And I know... Uh, You've had a lot on your plate this week, mm. Ms. Pam. A mm. little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Just, you know. Just a Just a couple bit. things to do. Mm. Just mm. things to tick off. Oh, yeah. You know, isn't it surreal? I, just the whole, the whole, this whole past week has been surreal. And including the horrible sadness in your family, Pammy. Mm-hmm. And I, you know... I just can't believe it's uh, it's just been a week. Like I uh, feel it's, like it's it's a time warp, right? Isn't it is. It, it is a time warp because they didn't. They coroner didn't release Patrick's body until Wednesday. I couldn't get the ashes back till yesterday. Um, I'm still trying to plan a funeral, and the priest is on vacation that I want because he's a family friend and. He won't be back. Uh, and then when he finally comes back, then Isabella's going to be away with her family for, you know, so it's crazy. So I'm trying to mix every, trying to get everybody together. So what can I say? You're getting the band back together again. Yes. Yes. Trying. Anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, um, just one step at a time. So you can do. You know, that's all we can do. Um, but there, you know, I, I think you are feeling the love from all corners and I, I'm just um, very grateful that we've had, uh, we have such a good supportive and family. We do. We do. And I truly, I want to thank everybody out there um, for your kindness and your thoughts and prayers. I've uh, received many from around the globe, which astonishes me and also astonishes my sister because she doesn't understand. And then, um, you know, I just, I, even old friends that I, I, I haven't talked to since 2004 have contacted me. And so I'm, I am feeling the love and I'm, and I, and I'm greatly appreciative. I'm, I'm a totally appreciative of SR and Nina for their kindness. And, uh, you know, it, life, life will move along when it, when it's supposed to. And, as uh, a book that was recommended to me uh, just recently, it's okay to not be okay. So we're, we'll just keep it going there. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that book. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. And I know there's been, you know, I'm looking at people in the chat room, and our dear Ashley did dial in from Florida. Ashley, mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard me saying, I hope, you know, that we hope you're having a good time down there. Um, and Lori, 
special hugs to dear Lori. She, she said, that's why I've not been on social media and really didn't know what's been going on. I moved my mom to a retirement community and she's not adapting, cleaning out her house and working. Oh, and I'm giving you extra hugs, Lori, because that is, that is a lot on your shoulders and I know it's not easy. So, um, thanks for all, all the kindnesses guys for in your well wishers to, um, for my mom. Thank you for that. Um, and Floor said she's driving, but she's listening and she's driving to Broward this morning. So safe travels in South Florida. Um, and who, there was, there was a, a, a parody of a Bruce Springsteen song. And I, I, it was Elmer Fudd. I'm driving <laughs> in my car. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would love to hear that. That's hilarious. Yeah, it is yeah. funny. <laughs> Especially with Elmer Fudd, you know? Oh. Shell's sending lots of prayers and love Thank and you. sunlight to all of us yeah. who are having challenges, Lori and Pam. And for my mom and Elena, good morning. And she's, she was just commiserating with Lori. She said, that's a very stressful situation, Lori. Prayers and good thoughts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we are pulling for you and your mom because that is a difficult, that is a difficult. Si- situation to be in. Um, but hopefully the transition will start to smooth out. Um, <laughs> as Betty says. Pam is a box full of surprises. Hey, you never you know. know. You Pam, never that know. might be a good, that you may want to consider that as a title for your book. <laughs> <laughs> a box full of surprises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life is I, like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You never know which one you're going to pick. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, well, you know, SR... Thank goodness. I, I sent him our questions, but I didn't prompt them about news. But he did give us a little tiny sliver of news. Just, 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 just a tad. Oh, but before we go into this, I do have to read this comment. Um, Betty, uh, Betty's also sending prayers for um, you and your mom, Lori. Uh, so lots of love there coming your way, Lori. And, and Lori mentioned that you, Pam, Pam is Wonder Woman. So. <laughs> Well, after all, my idol is Catherine Pickton. <laughs> I was just going to say, you, you and your alter ego. Yes, Codswallop. Um, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the Codswallop. I love it. And uh, Cheryl uh, is sending prayers for my mom and for me and everyone else. Caregiving is a challenge as well as the decisions you have to make. That's true. Very true. And Cheryl knows that firsthand because she gave all that love and care to her beautiful grandfather who I just still love the fact that he was listening to our podcast and loving Gabriel as much as we did. Mm-hmm. That just makes me smile every time I think of him, Cheryl. And, and SR, SR loved it when we told him that. Yeah, he he did, really he appreciated that. So and I think it means give, a lot. You give him a big hug from us, from the ladies. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So SR's news this week is he's um, just, you know, wanted to remo- let us know that Passion Flicks has posted a teaser for Gabriel's Rapture Part 3 online. Oh, my gosh. They've been posting lots of stuff online. They have. For the upcoming 
part three, which is all. And Aww. Cheryl's grandpa's here. He said hi. <laughs> hi, grandpa. We are excited. I hope you're excited about seeing Gabriel's rapture part three. <laughs> um, I'm not ready. I say it every time. I am not ready to see that. Not ready to see that part. And thank you, Betty. <laughs> you, you always bring the Paul. Betty bringing the Paul love. Mm -hmm. it, asking Cheryl, is Grandpa a fan of Paul or is he Team Gabriel? <laughs> Betty, you never disappoint. Always within the first 15. Mm -hmm. Your beloved always. Paul is mentioned reverently. So I love it. Yeah, uh, August 12th, fast approaching. I, yes, it is. I'm not, I really am not ready. I, I will not be ready. It is going to be so moving and emotional and cathartic and all the things. Um, and just beautifully shot and beautifully acted, as we know the team is going to do it justice. And your beloved Paul is going to be featured, Betty, so... Yeah, sure you're excited about that. <laughs> Cheryl, I love it. Cheryl said <laughs> he said he was messy and didn't trust him. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, and Betty's saying, "Gotta show my love for Paul." I love Absolutely. it. I do love it because I do love that. I do love the character of Paul. I do. I think Julia. Uh, kind of was blessed with uh, riches there between mm -hmm. two two really wonderful options. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, Cheryl said good Lori said messy and she's laughing. Uh <laughs> Cheryl said good thing it's on a Friday for it. Yes, you're right, Cheryl. And Cheryl Absolutely. said they said I have grandpa listening to sex books. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't know. You got to say they can't judge till they listen. Absolutely. They, because grandpa knows good writing, mm -hmm. beautiful poetry. You learn so much from SR's books with the art and the references to literature and music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Betty's saying, say what? Messy? Me and Grandpa need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. And it's just good to see everyone. SR Fox, I mentioned Ashley's having breakfast with her friends in Florida. Floor's on. Anna's on. Shell, Ellie, Black Lab Lady, Cheryl and Betty and Lori. It's so good that you all could join us this morning as we dig into Chapter 60. We and do. we are now finally back north. We have left South Florida, which makes me a little sad because I love South Beach. Mm -hmm. um, but they have returned home after after a very a, an extended stay. As you remember, they actually uh, pushed out their time there for a week as a, another bonus um, since they were enjoying their time there so much. And I, again, if if this move if this book ever comes to film, I just I look forward to seeing that whole section in South Beach because I think having Claire in the pool and just having them in, you know, another beautiful beach setting would be really mm -hmm. fun to watch. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so we start uh, back home in Cambridge. Back and home again in Cambridge. <laughs> 
Gary and Deanne did that. Okay. Yes, go ahead. Um, I'm saying Betty's, Anna said, you go, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I Anna's son sets her TV to... to <laughs> <laughs> and Betty said, Gabriel and Julia leave Florida just when we get summer weather this weekend. You're mm-hmm. right. They kind of transferred the weather up to uh, up to the Northeast, I think. And then Lori notes that Paul is not messy, Betty. I know a lot of people who are messy, though. <laughs> but Paul is not one of them. Oh, my gosh. So much fun. So we begin that, and Julia, Gabriel notices that Julia had not left a light on the bedside table. It normally would not mean anything. There were nightlights in the hall to Claire's room, and there were flameless lantern candles throughout the house. As you remember, Julia is a fan of the candles in the window. But Julianne had switched off the light when she went to bed, which, you know, when, when we began the chapter that way, it makes you kind of think because the last time we saw them, they were just in shock and distress and felt violated from having this home invasion. So the fact that she felt comfortable enough to turn off the light, I think, signified um, some progress moving forward. Mm-hmm. So Gabriel had been working in his study doing translations of Dante from Italian to English. And when he got to the room, it was dark and the darkness surprised him. You know, again, this is SR setting the stage, right? Mm -hmm. You can imagine he's reacclimating us to, you know, to being home. Um, Rebecca was asleep down the hall. She had been working tirelessly since arriving from the airport, um, getting everything ready in the house, getting things, uh, Back to normal, so to speak. And uh, Rebecca had even made Julianne's favorite lasagna for dinner. And Betty's saying, I wonder why Julia turned off the nightlight. So I don't know that. I don't know. Betty. But I know she turned off the table light as well. And (laughs) Shell asked, when is Gabriel not translating Dante? (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was pretty funny Um, Aaron and Rachel had joined them giving them news about their new jobs as well as a stack of Dunkin Donut gift cards which delighted Julia so as you remember Aaron and Rachel had really big news um, and had taken jobs um, up north and Rachel lucky woman is promoting Dunkin Donuts, which would be such a dangerous job. <laughs> Listen, I had Dunkin Donuts for as a client for <gasps> did you two years, I think it was. And, and your direct mark when you were working in direct when marketing. I was in direct marketing. They would they would I would pull these geographic listings so that they could see whether they would be a good fit for a franchise or not. Oh my gosh. And the lady there that I worked with, and her name skips my head. I, I'm I'm sorry, but she would always once a month she would send me a stack of Dunkin' Donuts cards. <laughs> oh my gosh, Pam! Another chapter for your book. I never heard that story. Yeah, 
And I remember there was one, this one, very proficiently one time, was my, mm -hmm. we were going to Maine. It was my, my sister, brother-in-law, my uncle and I heading north to Maine. And I brought all these cards with me. So everybody got free breakfast on Dunkin' Donuts for like the part, good part of the trip. That is fantastic. Now, Pam, I'm going to ask you to continue on um, sure. where I left off. Thanks. Sure. So uh, we asked SR, did Julia post the uh, flamingo near her side of the bed to tease Gabriel? She said, your instincts about the uh, flamingo are correct. And we also asked, if, uh, did Leslie know that the Emersons enjoyed an apple pie? And uh, she, as I was saying, well, you, for that, you'd have to ask Leslie. So when she comes back, we can ask Leslie about the uh, the apple pie. And lasagna is one of my favorite meals, too. And it's, it's so easy to make. Anyway, so nevertheless, Gabriel was surprised. Uh, it was their uh, night back at the break, after the break-in. And Julianne was sleeping so soundly in the dark. Which is good because after everything she's been going through, hey KK. Um, after she's every you know the whole situation with the house and coming back, I'm sure that that was a big surprise because I'm sure Gabriel felt, felt very uneasy about that. Um, he walked to her side of the bed and almost tripped over that damn lawn ornament. And uh, Julie had set it up on the on the pink flamingo, on with an I Love Miami t-shirt. That must have been interesting. As a guard flamingo beside the bed. Uh, Gabriel did chuckle, though, if, he, if she had done this as a joke. It wasn't mired in fear. This relieved him greatly, and he kissed her and caressed her head, walked over to his side of the bed. He turned on the... Uh, he turned to admire the Henry Halliday painting that has now been picked up and... Um, Clean, you know, been repaired, and he was looking, and he's just very proud and happy that it was back and doing what it was supposed to be doing. And then he put his glasses and phone on the nightstand and checked in the drawer for the memento mori he had put there when they unpacked, and he slipped into bed next to Julia and succumbed to sleep. So, I love that. I, I am... Uh... Thanks, Pam, for I had to step away for a moment. No but worries. But I love the fact that, again, he's painting the scene that they kind of are back to normal, mm -hmm. quote, unquote, or at least have a little bit more comfort level mm -hmm. and feels more secure being home again because of the steps they've taken. Mm -hmm. And I just, and of course, the fact that Julia did yes, the flamingo. Damn flamingo. <laughs> Um, first of all, you go, Julia. Second of all, it really, um, I think, is another way that demonstrated that there's this comfort and this familiarity and feeling a little more safe in what they're doing. And I see Betty noted, funny how the flamingo has become the unofficial mascot of the Emersons. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love it. And Betty notes they seem at ease back home, yeah. which is very true. That's true. And I think after after an ordeal like that, you don't, you know, 
in the beginning, I can, you know, in the, the first couple of weeks after the break-in, I'm sure that having been there, she would have been a lot more uneasy mm-hmm. than she is right now. But I, I think after you get rid of the the darkness of the, the burglary and that feeling of being violated, you know, your home is still your sanctuary. Right. You know, so you still, you, you protect it the best you can and go for the rest. Well, and Julia, you know, even made the comment in South Beach that she did miss. She missed being home. She missed being up in their in their house and mm-hmm. with their with their neighbors and with mm-hmm. their community. And you know, I think I think it is good that they were able to come back mm-hmm. and and feel settled. Mm-hmm. Betty's Absolutely. saying, I can't help but wonder, would Gabriel buy Julia a flamingo plush toy while in Florida? I'm thinking the answer is no. What do you think? I don't think so. Maybe though he might. Just you know, have, you know. I think because he, he can be very playful with her. He can be playful with her, and but I think he also has a certain sense of propriety that I think buying buying the plush toy like I have in my bedroom right now that I got for Christmas, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, I think that would. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't. I don't see him with that. I see him putting it into uh, Claire's room, though. I yeah. See that. Well, you know, it, that might be a good question to ask SR. I was trying to channel Betty-like questions when I asked SR's questions this week. So well, there, there you go. Because it could have been, you know, would would Gabriel have <laughs> uh, replaced the bunny of 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 the horrific origin in Gabriel's mind with a <laughs> <laughs> and um, I love Shell. Shell saying no, he would show disdain, and she's a laughing, a laughing emoji. <laughs> well, we also one. We, there was one other question we had asked SR, and uh, why did Gabriel place the memento mori in his nightstand instead of his desk in the office? And you know, he said it's for the memento mori. I think Gabriel wants to keep it close. He knows it means something, but he doesn't want anyone else touching it. Yeah, I was just curious about that because, you know, you remember that beautiful scene in Gabriel's Inferno when he is showing Julian the treasure, his treasures in mm-hmm. his office. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, huh, you know, this is a relic. This is something older. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he keeps those things there. So I thought the fact it was in his nightstand, I was like... Why did he do that instead of have it with his other mm-hmm. treasures, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm really glad he answered that one because I was curious about that. And um, Betty said, I don't see Gabriel being okay with Julia snuggling with Paul's little rabbit. You know. <laughs> but, but Gabriel gets to snuggle with her. That's so, true. So he shouldn't be too worried about that. No, no. I mean, <clears throat> let's face it. You know, it's uh, not the same. Exactly. Anna's saying Gabriel will buy Julia a custom pink sapphire flamingo bracelet or necklace as his nod. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that, Anna. And Betty's saying so. It's not in the underwear drawer. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> 
(laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We think not. We think not. So one of the things we thought would be fun, because this was a very short chapter, um, was to talk a little bit about Cambridge, Massachusetts itself. And um, we looked up some information on Cambridge, and we thought we would share a little bit with you um, about... Uh, and in fact, I'm going to put the link um, into the uh, chat box mm-hmm. um, because you can see there's so many. It really is a cool, a cool little place to visit. Um, and Cambridge, Massachusetts, is part of Boston, as you know. Yes. And. Um, Actually, I was going to look up, I didn't look up the history um, yet, but we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the restaurants and the neighborhoods, um, places to go. And of course, since it is Massachusetts, there is a lot of history around um, around Cambridge. There is, there is. And um, I'm putting this uh, link in right now so you guys have it. And I see that Shell's saying, that scene in Inferno shows Gabriel's version of Giddy as a schoolboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Shell, you're so funny. But you're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You're right. That was his, that's his thing. You know, that's what excites him. And uh, that's what makes him uh, want to learn, uh, you know, and have... Um, fun in the process of uh, showing, you know, Julia things like other, other people would show, you know, their prize collection of, you know, baseball cards or some kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. um, collectible. And these things are his treasures. That's right. It's It's just funny, like sign memorabilia or, yeah, and Gabriel gets all excited about it. So just a, just a little bit on Cambridge. Um, it's on the Massachusetts Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, human occupation dates back some 11 to 13,000 years to the melting of the last continental ice sheet. So there have been people in that area for thousands of years. Um, first Europeans to document the area encountered steep hills and islands, vast salt marshes, and shallow tidal streams meandering into the hinterland. This region supported a seasonal population of Algonquins who harvested shellfish and game, cultivated crops, and established footpaths connecting river crossings, settlements, and hunting grounds. So, you know, Cambridge and the United States is really... Massachusetts is one of the earliest um, spots where uh, Europeans uh, came into the continent. So in 1630, a fleet of 11 ships set sail from England bound for the Massachusetts Bay Colony. And uh, this ship was uh, uh, housed Puritans who wanted to start 
a community for uh, their church and beliefs. Mm-hmm. And they had settlements in that region. So John Winthrop chose a small hill on the north bank of the Charles River at the entrance to a creek um, upstreet from Boston. And that is what is now known as Cambridge. Uh, and, and in the early days, it was called Newtown until 1638. Um and I didn't realize it was that old. Did you, Pam, when we were visiting up there? I didn't realize Cambridge itself was from that period of time. Oh, yeah. I, I, well, I, I just didn't think, I, 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 I just well, didn't connect it yeah, well, in my I, mind. I lived in Boston as a little girl. And I, I do know that my parents took my sister and I to all the different historical places and you know Plymouth Rock being the most famous even though it's in Plymouth and not really a huge rock it's like a little Mm -hmm. it's like a little stone that sticks out of the ocean as compared to the huge boulders exactly um but you know we we did all that but I knew I knew it went back fairly far yeah well I'm putting uh the history I mean there's a lot I'm on the historical site um, but I thought it would also be fun to mention a couple fun facts before we delve into things I'm, I'm, to do. I'm actually looking at, at Grendel's Den. Ah, uh, yes. Well, there's 11 little known facts of Cambridge history. Mm-hmm. And then I think we can turn into uh, some of our other fun uh, things we saw and did there as well as mm-hmm. uh, what were researched. There's 11 facts. Cambridge was founded to be the capital of Massachusetts. Village of Newtown was the first in New England laid out on a grid plan mm-hmm. with straight streets meeting at right angles. I didn't realize that. Harvard <laughs> was our consolation prize, <laughs> as what they said, mm-hmm. um, because Cambridge is the home of both Harvard University and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. Um, and and it was actually named, the, the town was actually named after the uh, University of Cambridge in England. Yeah. Uh, Washington slept there. Um, he slept everywhere. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> he got around. Um, it used to be 10 miles from Boston. So there used to be, if you've ever traveled to the Boston area, now it's massive. Cambridge is a part of it. But they used to be 10 miles apart mm-hmm. um, back in the day. Um it was comprised of four physically separate rival villages before it became a city in 1846. Um, it really was a port at one point called Cambridge Port. Um, it was known as the Innovation City long before MIT arrived in 1916. Mm-hmm. And it actually, with innovation, it was once ranked with Akron, Ohio, and Detroit, Michigan as an emerging industrial powerhouse, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, has a very ethnically diverse population uh, because it has attracted many different people to the variety of industries it has there. And it once was ruled by a woman. So there was a w- woman in leadership. Um in Cambridge's history, which was probably a little more surprising than people knew about. So Mm -hmm. now when we were there, obviously we were doing the Julian Gabriel tour, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as we could. So we 
obviously went to Harvard and we went down to the common and we also went to where Pete's coffee is and Grendel's. Um, and Grendel's um, and actually could visualize where that epic scene that we're going to be seeing in part three in August 12th, mm-hmm. Gabriel peering around the trees, looking at Gabriel, uh, looking at Julia and getting the nerve to go to her apartment. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it was amazing because when you're there, SR really wrote, I mean, you can visualize it when you're standing there. It's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking, I'm looking in the chat. Lori mentioned that her son Colton was in Boston last week for continuing education for Mayo. Mm-hmm. She wanted to go. Oh, Lori, I hope you get to go there. It is really a beautiful city and oh, Cambridge. It's a great city. And Cambridge is a really cool section of it. Ashley says, love to go to Boston. Betty said, I just remember Julia thought Gabriel had a shrunken head in that box. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he has a memento mori. Close enough to a shrunken head, right? Mm, well, that's true. <laughs> Betty, that is very you were the best. Um, Flora made it safely. Um, she just finished her drives. I'm so glad you made it safely there, Flora. And she said she loves Boston. Went to all the Cheers bars in the Fennel Hall marketplace. Yes, that's one of the big yeah, they, uh, historical sites. They've got a historical walk, which will take you all through Boston and uh, Faneuil Hall and, and the Faneuil Marketplace are part of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's so many things to see and do. I mean, on the tourist site that I sent, um, they talk about uh, various different highlights of that particular neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a design studio. There's theaters, there's lots of culture. I mean, with Harvard Square, um, and, and when you think lots Harvard- of really recognizable American repertory theaters there, um, which is a huge arts center. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they have an art also, bar. Oh, uh, an art bar. Yeah, they do. And they also have the National Lampoon House. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Because that, if everybody's aware of the National Lampoon, it was a magazine that came out. I think Jan Winner, no, that's Rolling Stone, that's Jan Winner. Um, but they had a magazine that came out in the late 60s, early 70s for a while. And they also got to promoting, creating movies. Um, which? National <laughs> Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which many people love. And... Uh, other movies, Animal House, my personal favorite. <laughs> and it's my my the best scene in that movie reminds me so much of my my late uncle, my um my mother's brother. We you know where Bluto is getting caught, and he's like <laughs> doing this jumping around thing, yes. and uh, trying to to get away. And what well, we had gone to uh, Washington D.C. Uh, to for you know be tourists. And mm-hmm. we went to the National Spy Museum, and you can take like this, be part of this virtual thing, and uh, it's very cool if you ever get a chance to do it because they've got rooms that shake, so it feels like you're in a truck, and other things. So anyway, so they they're telling you you got you go through all these places and you find things to get you to the next space, 
and then you're getting to be taken out like a spy would be taken out. You know, let's go. (laughs) And there's like, they've got this huge um, fan above, so it's like a helicopter, so you got the noise and the wind coming down at you. And my uncle did the Bluto dance. Trying to figure out how to go. And I just started oh I started gosh. hysterical cracking up on that. But yeah. <laughs> so that's my national lampoon story. But yeah, I mean the art bar is good. They have a lot of a lot of Irish uh, pubs. <laughs> Plow and Star. Of course. Of course. Plow and Star being one of the most famous of them all. And uh, but they also have our concern, Grendel's Den, and which is right in Harvard Square, right next to Pete's Coffee Shop, right across the street from Julia's apartment. Yeah, in fact, I'm I'm looking to see if I can get um, a website for them. I so have their website up. I was going to uh, put that in the. Uh, I will put that in. Because um, it is mentioned in the book. Yes, it is. Of course, you have to be in the chat to type. <laughs> yes, that's why I was going to try and find it. Well, since no, I you have are... it. I already, I have it, but you know, you you, you know, you got to put te- your text I... in that text box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grendel's right. Den, as you may remember, is where Julia, where a lot of the grad students um, hang out, and the professors as well. Um, it's uh, right on Harvard Square, and uh, a lot of people attend there, especially local um, Harvard faculty and students. So, and the name old. is a reference to Grendel, the antagonist in the old English epic Beowulf. Mm-hmm. That's right. So. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. 50, it's 50 years old. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that old. The food yeah. was good. I can tell you that. I liked what I had. Yeah, the food was good. Mm-hmm. And they they were very well known. They had a Supreme Court hearing back in the 70s, I believe it was. Um, or no, sorry, the 80s. Lark versus mm-hmm. Grendel's Den, which was, there was a statute in Massachusetts saying you can't have a bar within a certain radius of schools and churches, a 500 foot mm. radius. And um, Grendel's, unfortunately, does, would be, normally would have to be closed up in, in that particular area. But they, they went in and the uh, decision came in favor of Grendel's Den. So it was decided in December of 1982. And that's called Larkin versus Grendel's Den, Inc. And it's uh, Supreme Court uh, case number 81-878, if you need to know. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Legal Eagle. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> there's just, yeah, I. it's such a cool, you know, place to go, um, hang out. You can kind of get the vibe of being in the university community by mm-hmm. being there. Um, you know, and, and it's just in that area, it's a very walkable space. Um, so you mm-hmm. can just park your car. We parked in a garage and just we, walked we, around yeah, and yeah, You mean we didn't pack a car and have it yet? 
<laughs> no, we didn't pack a cat and have a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Betty's saying, very cool. Exactly. And it's Ashley's heading out. Smart. Roma drama in Florida. Have a she great will tell time. us the stars of Hamrock High. See you all next week. Sounds I can't wait to good. hear about it, Ashley. Have fun. <laughs> and Betty's saying, I'm not surprised Pam knows about the court case. She's the human encyclopedia. <laughs> Just so people know, my nickname from my <laughs> sister, my brother, or my brother in law, my son, and, and his former wife is Pamapedia. <laughs> oh my gosh Pamapedia Pamapedia I love and that as the late great used to say I am a font of useless information <laughs> now that might be your title of your book Pamapedia <laughs> I love it it's 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 the best mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm looking at some of the top things to do in Cambridge and obviously we mentioned Harvard and MIT it's just touring or walking around the campuses. Harvard also has a museum of natural history that has a lot of amazing resources. And the river itself, the Charles River, is beautiful. The um, university has art museums. As I mentioned before, they had a lot of um, art, art and performance venues right in that area, which is very cool. Um, Harvard Square, of course, which we were just talking about. Uh, there's a Mount Auburn Cemetery, which is a historic landmark, um, very serene uh, place if you wanted to uh, walk and enjoy the gardens. Um, it's it's the first landscaped rural garden cemetery in the United States. So lots of beautiful flowers if you enjoy that um, type of aesthetic um there's also up there and i didn't get to go but i'd love to because i've gone to the one at university of pennsylvania there's a museum of archaeology and ethnology and i think checking out i'm i'm into archaeology so i would love to see what they have there um (laughs) um, a couple other sites that were there I'll just end it on the 10th the thing to mention was the Longfellow house, which yes. we visited. And if you go back and look at uh, posts from November when we were up for the Gabriel's rapture mm-hmm. uh, premiere, um, we've got lots of shots of Longfellow's house. Um, it's really like a time capsule. We, we, it was not open um, when we were there, but we got to see the outside of it. And um, you can imagine uh, it's the type of neighborhood that Gabriel and Julia would be enjoying. Mm -hmm. Uh, So very, very cool. (laughs) And Lori said, Pamapedia, that is perfect because you know so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's very true. I know tidbits of useless information. (laughs) So in addition to Grendel's, Pam, were there any other restaurants that we wanted to highlight? Because I could pull a couple up that I remember. Clown stores. Clown stores, the artist. Uh, I believe they've got a couple of fairly good um, sushi places in in the Cambridge area. Actually, near Foster Place, too. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's because there's so many different um, 
cultures who were there in the university community. I mean, I think you could probably mm-hmm. find any kind of. I, I, I understand they have some really good Ethiopian food around there, too. Mm-hmm. And Lori's asking, uh, was the pictures posted on Facebook or where? I'm thinking. I think I we thought, posted them on Facebook. Or Twitter, right? Or maybe Instagram. Ooh. I don't know if it was on the All Things SR feed or not. I would check. No, no, no. We can post them. We will will repost, Lori. Thank you for asking that question. Shell's heading out. Have a safe and wonderful day, everyone. She wishes. Thanks, Shell. You too. Um, So, yeah, there was just a lot. um, And not far from Cambridge, we also explored the North. I was going to say the North Shore. But it's north side. Mm-hmm. Um, and wait, is it north side or is it the North Shore? The the Italian neighborhood of Boston, guys. I'm I, getting, I I'm mixing up Pittsburgh. I will look it up. Uh, I think it is. North Boston. But they refer to it as North End. I knew that. I knew what I was saying was incorrect, and it was bothering me. The North End. Yes. There. That's what. um, But that has amazing Italian restaurants as well. It does. So definitely worth exploring. You can envision Gabriel and Julia. Like I said, when you're up there. And when you go to certain sites that are referenced in the book itself, it really is um, profound that you can, how SR wrote it. And he described the, I just think he described the the place and the setting so well. Mm -hmm. It really was kind of amazing. And the, uh, the, the home of the, uh, Emerson's is on Foster Place, which is right off. It's a little cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. So, and I know I know that the um, MJ and I think Betty, were you with them when they went went there? I forget. Anyway, but yes, yeah, so it's, it's a neat little area. But and if you're interested, also Grendel's Den has a podcast out there. And they uh, have really, yeah, they they do. They did it for their fiftieth, and it's called Five by Ten, Five Times Ten in the Den. Oh, I love it! And they take take each uh, um, decade, the seventies, and they started off with uh, drink, uh, obviously cocktails. Um, mm. From like the seventies, they had the Harvey Wallbanger. Oh yeah. Which I was a, a frequent imbiber of at one point. <laughs> and the 80s, of course, they had the uh, Larkin versus Grendel's Den because of their liquor license. Mm-hmm. Um, the 80s, the 80s, they had a whole bunch of stuff about Springsteen. And I know that one of Springsteen's sons actually attended Boston College. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. With Luke Russert, who was Tim Russert from the United mm. States. Tim Russert was the guy who hosted Meet the Press, and that was his son. Um, who is not- now a journalist in his own right? 
That's right. He's, writing, he's he's writing a book too. Um, he the nineties they start the cocktails off with uh, white Russians. Shout out to the dude. Oh and yeah, Cosmos <laughs> to Sex in the City. Um, and then they also uh, talk about the two thousands with the changing landscape of nine eleven, and uh, the wonders of cheese fondue. Oh, yum. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, you guys, this is making me hungry now. Mm-hmm. And then there's some other things in there. They had, uh, a Brybeck, who had uh, was the founder of the Theater of Offensive and United Fruit Company. Mm-hmm. And uh, 2010s, they had the mocktails and some uh, some people from the Sunset Beach Oyster Farm. Oh, so, yeah. One of my favorites, oysters, oysters on the half shell. Well, if you want seafood, that's a good place to go. Um, and Absolutely. I'm looking at uh, some of the the best places to eat in Cambridge. And there's some great, you know, like we said, anything you want to get, really. There's Mediterranean Turkish cuisine. Mm-hmm. There's a tapas bars. Veggie, a lot of vegetarian offerings. The hourly oyster house to go get your oysters, Pam. Uh-huh. Um, Italian, Japanese, Middle Eastern. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. they all look so good. Yeah, um, really, really good. So really, really of, good. Of lots of offerings. Lots of good Irish pubs, too. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My thing. Uh, Flora's saying, uh, that's a, all of that sounds amazing, Pam. I'm ready to head to Boston. <laughs> Airplane emoji. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Betty, yes, Betty was with them uh, when they went to find the house itself. That is um, very cool. Which is great. And hey, Miss Epiphany, for, thanks for stopping by. Um, we're talking about Cambridge and uh, all the good things to do there um, mm-hmm. when you go um, following the footsteps of uh, Gabriel and Julia. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just talking about this makes me want to go back to Boston so desperately. Um, I, I do like that area. In the summertime, um, you can go to, go to a little bit west of there, Tanglewood, and see the Boston Pops. Oh, that would be wonderful. I love good live music. So and I, and great. I think I think John Williams does a lot of um, uh, uh, what you call it, um, Star Wars stuff when he's doing when he's conducting the pops. Oh yeah, a lot of his I'm movie sure. themes. A lot of his movie themes, not just Star Wars. But, yeah. Well. He's composed so many amazing things. And Miss Epiphany also went with MJ to uh, the Emerson uh, the Emerson residence. So, yeah, if you have a chance to go, really great. And you can also see when you're walking around and you're getting a feel of the place, why Julia would want to go home and, you know, want to be with her um in her community. Um, so I kind of get that, even though I don't know, I think I'd be hard pressed to leave South Florida, mm-hmm. but that's me. I'm not mm-hmm. Julia. Well, yeah. And you're only a couple of hours from the Cape, so I, you can still hit the beach. I know, but it's not the same. 
<laughs> it's not quite the same beach. It's not the same vibe, but it's a, an awesome vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love it. If you have a chance, again, definitely worth the trip. There are so many things to see and do up there. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel very lucky that we were able to go when we did. Mm-hmm. So we are almost at the hour, Pam. We are. We are. And I think we need to share our special uh, podcast info. Ah, our special news. Yes, our special news. As everybody knows, uh, Raven Wood's birthday is coming up. Yes, the it is. Series. So we are getting the Florentine series podcasters back together for a special podcast next week. To yes. Birthday. Kaz will be joining us from Australia. Dane is going to be joining us from Manitoba. So it'll be a lot of fun. They're looking forward to it. Yes. Yes. For those who are newer in the community, uh, Pam had uh, done the Florentine series podcast, uh, reviewing the, all of the beautiful books in that series with Dana and Kez. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the predecessor to uh, all things SR, and actually, and the actually the predecessor man to the man in the black, black suit. suit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were so thrilled that they would be able to join us to have a special birthday celebration for Raven. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be next week. So be on the lookout for Haggies being sold by Snarky on eBay. <laughs> and um, I hope you can join us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know in this, I know in the U.S. that is a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can't join us live... And you it's can all, always and downloaded. That's true, and it's also a uh, weekend holiday for the Cana- our Canadian friends because July first is Canada Day. So it's nice that we can celebrate. We can have, if you're a Canadian and an American, we can have a long weekend together. <laughs> <And now we're laughs> so, anyway, so I just want to wish everybody a good week, and we'll talk to you next week. Yes. What's and the what's the song? Are you uh, what song uh, are you? We are, I'm going to leave us with a Simon and Garfunkel song, Cecilia. Oh, After good all, one. He's breaking his heart. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye bye.